G'day everyone, this is Tractor and welcome to the Gel Ball Speedball Milsim Milsoft, not Airsoft. Minister Tazi is naughty because we had our own Minister for Police here today, podcast, and I've got some guests with me. Hello guests. Hello. Who have we got? Timothy from Urban Gel Ball. And? And Rachel from Urban Gel Ball. Wow. So sit back, relax, enjoy your ride into work in your car, on the train, wherever you are. So, people probably don't know, but we've just been at the AGBL national titles. Like, it literally finished a few minutes ago. How tired are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I got to sleep in, so I'm <laughs> But, Tim, you've been going at it for hours on end here. So, Tell me your story. Well, <laughs> I double booked this weekend. Yeah. So, I may have been in Toowoomba yesterday at another event. Yeah, yeah, no, plug it. And we went to uh, what this Juliet Fifteen. Yep. Um, at Twombo Skirmish HQ, I think. I um, always get the words in the wrong order yep. when I'm trying to look for yep. it on Facebook. Jason. Jason. Twombo Skirmish HQ. Skirmish HQ Twombo. One of those. Um, you, you tell me, Jason. I, I always get it wrong. <laughs> um, so that's my second milsim at Toowoomba. Yep. You did um, K five. I did K five. I got wrecked on K five. I didn't actually. Have to call the note off. That was nice. I knew when to get yep. myself out. Um, they just exhausted or sleep or hydration or no um, exhausted. I went out with a full lot of water with a scouting party who are much fitter than me in mm-hmm. the group that I tend to run with. You didn't run with Kermit, did you? Everyone makes that mistake with him. Uh, no, <laughs> I ran with Marty and Iggy from Azrael's. Uh huh. Who were just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some of the other group there. So yeah. K5, I had fun, but I wrecked myself by midnight uh, <laughs> and voluntarily sat out for a bit. Yep. Um, but yesterday, just didn't realise that I'd booked the two. Same weekend, <laughs> wasn't going to give up on either one of them. Um, yeah. See, I figured, yeah, we can run a speedball thing that weekend because speedballers will never go there and Jason can have all the Miltimers for the weekend. There's a synergy. And then I went, holy shit, I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so initially I was going to go out to Toowoomba. Uh, Rachel was either going to come down this morning at some stage, meet us down here, or stay in Brizzy. And at the last minute, I conned Rach into joining us at the Mill Sim as a semi-NPC. So yes, my first Mill Sim. That's interesting. Have you done D&D or any sort of roleplay stuff before? Yeah, so like way back in the day I did. Yep. Like, ah. Oh. Sort of magic loping. Yep. So. so it's not a new thing for you? Not a new thing for me. And I do yep. hiking and trekking and um, like pack camp. So it wasn't anything too different to what mm-hmm. I've, I've known, but never actually a, a mill sim or mill soft. Never s- dangerous camping with guns. Yeah, so no. she went <laughs> up the hill with a pair of safety glasses and a rubber kukri. That was her entire loadout. And a great attitude. <laughs> Super disappointed. Nearly got two kills with it. <laughs> just missed out. Because <laughs> short people with a knife. Because, do you know why she missed out? Why? <laughs> because Jake went to throw a grenade into a hut, <laughs> bounced it off the door, and fragged himself and Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great video of Jake from yesterday that I got sent. Um, 
and he's going up a hill with two guys that are way fitter than Jake. Yep. And they've, they've just stopped to let Jake have a breath. And Jake's doubled over going, <laughs> and they're making him laugh. <laughs> he's going, I've got a breath. <laughs> 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 That's great. I love you, Jake. Uh, no, it, was, it was funny. It was funny. They, they crept up on us. Um, yeah, Blue Four crept up on us. And they did a good job because they actually got past a tripwire that we'd set with a Thunderbee, I think. Yep. So they just, either luck or they saw it, crept up on us, got a couple of us. We had a tail party that pinged them. But yeah, then great. Um, Jake crawled in, shot one of them, got shot with another one, went to throw, because he was down to his pistol or grenade or talk only, went to throw a grenade through and we've just said, oh no, click. We've heard it open. <laughs> I was down to one, so it's like trying to scooch back with my knife. Just like, oh, no. oh, you had grenades too? No, I just um, oh. had one hit, so I was, I was down, but not out. Yeah. The dead, oh, yeah, the dead, dead rules differences with Toowoomba versus... Everyone's got different rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he's got um, like a, a pink mist rule and a... Yes. And a, you can use a pistol when you're injured. Last stand rule. Thing. Yeah. 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 yeah um, which is, yeah... That's that's my moving games and <laughs> Timothy hates it. Uh. <laughs> I go down. I'm taking you all with me. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, we pulled the pin on that about eleven thirty. Drove over, uh, crashed out somewhere nearby. Mm-hmm. I got up at six o'clock this morning. Drove over here to help the guys do a little bit of the setup and stuff. Most of it was already done by people that were sillier than me. Yep, it was. Um, and Rach joined us when she woke up and. I made her pay for the rooms. Mm. <laughs> yeah, when the room decided to kick me out. I hope she bought coffee. Like, yeah. if you're going to come late, you've at least got to bring coffee. He was busy, didn't answer his phone. <laughs> ah, well, sucked in. <laughs> so, no, um, Rob, one of the other team, AGBL refing team, did bring me coffee this morning. I okay. really appreciate it. Well, at least somebody's doing the job. Yep. Mm. <laughs> cool. He's pretty good. Um, and you do, you've done a couple of other mill sims recently too. Yes. Or mill... Mill things. Mill everything's. Yeah. I I do the mill sims because I can completely escape being a ref. Yeah. So going backwards, um, we did Juliet yesterday. I did uh, Tempest for, with Com Sims up at Susan River uh, about three, four weeks ago. That mm-hmm. was the 48-hour one, um, which is definite stretch on the other end. <laughs> and then behind that, which I think was three weeks before that. I think it was four. Four weeks before that was um, Parabellum 1. Mm-hmm. So, and then... That's a lot of mill simming in a short period. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's my escape. It's Good. my... I want to shoot people, get shot by people, sneak around, and not have to worry about what other people are doing and saying. Yeah. Just play. Yeah, I hear you. He needs an escape to... Re- excuse to go camping. <laughs> That's not camping. One. It's camping with danger. Yeah, but he wants a week to go away camping, but it has to be somewhat work-related. So if he does a, a gel soft... Yeah, then, that's then, sort of... It's know, work. It's, it's, it is it's kind PR of work, so, so I'll let him shenanigans. go. Yeah. Do you, like, rep the brand while you're mill softing or mill simming, or do you just try and hide in the background? Um, 50-50. I don't push anything because I'm, again, mainly there to play. Yeah. I will always have a patch on that's urban. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and at the end, depending on who, when, where, what, I'll normally throw a couple of patches around to the team squad. Mm-hmm. Um, past that, I got to 
what was the other one? Tempest. I finally got to actually properly meet, say hi, and have a chat to um, Bob. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's the guys that know me there, know me, the guys that don't. It's a good reason to say, hey, come try my field because I'm different again from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, other well, than that, thanks for a good game. Well, let, let's talk about the obvious. Your urban gel ball. We are urban gel ball. So where is urban gel ball for those that don't know? Uh, so from Brisbane, get yep. on the Bruce Highway, head north. Uh, when you get to the BPs right before the Big Pineapple, we are on the... Southbound side. We're on the southbound side, the eastern side of the highway. Okay. We are about 60 seconds off the highway. Nice. At Forest so Glen. A, so it's a very easy run. Yes. Yeah, I, I used to pull into the servo there. All the, I used to live in Harvey Bay, so yep. that was sort of halfway between where I was going and yeah, so basically, pull off at Glenwood. If you pull off at that um, Forest Glen servo, one exit before the pineapple, go right under the, under the highway, mm-hmm. and then first driveway on your right, we're on the corner. Now I know where it is. Look out. <laughs> I'll, like, find time in yeah. my schedule and get up there. We'll talk to your PA. Yeah, well, we've been talking about this for, like, 12 months. Yep. And, yeah, I'll get up there when I can. <laughs> so, yeah. so well, Urban's obviously got connotations in the name. Is that what you do, Urban CQB? Yep. yep. Um, indoor? Indoor. We're... Uh, 600 square metre warehouse, uh, 500 square metres on field. Uh-huh. Um, we are basically built in what I call the kill house style. So pine and ply panelling. Yep. Everything's fairly modular, so we change out the field roughly every six months. Yep. So similar in a lot of ways to rapid and what I did originally. Uh, it, it, like in wooden walls and similar build. around. And um Tighter than what some of Rapids were. Yep. And um, the design difference, I think, was Luke moved. Luke was moving his a lot. And he had a very unique way of doing it. I really mm-hmm. like what he was doing with the space he had. Um, we are pretty lucky. We've got uh, a vet on staff. We've got a reservist on staff, and we've got an esports first-person shooter yep. esports player on staff. They help us build the field. I cat it up in a real rough. And then we actually do like a 3D walkthrough on a computer <laughs> to try and pick the little lanes that actually suck or yeah. the, hey, I didn't realise if you stand here, you can see through that doorway, then that window and then that doorway and you can actually hold left to right of the entire field. So we've got yeah. When we used thought. to build the village here up on field one, that's what we would love about a Friday night is you would start walking around this thing that you just built and going, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, look at that spot over there. That's what we find. Even once ours is built, we have off the build plan, we have some walls that are sort of marked out as a uh, C if these are needed, aren't needed, or move. Yep. And then we walk around the field with finger guns. <laughs> Literally just <laughs> walk around pew pewing each boys. other. Yep. Well, the boys do. I take out one of the pistols. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, just to pick those lanes. I mess with players every couple of weeks sometimes if there's. Move one panel here and yep. there. Yep. No, we've got a whole heap of stack of trim cast cases. Yep. Um, that we use as temporary permanent barriers, and if that stays there for more than a month, I'll put a wall in, move them somewhere else. Yep. Can be scary sometimes. We have to warn people because someone goes screaming down the lane, and you just hear that. Boom. <laughs> Where'd that come from? 
It's called a wall. <laughs> so, like, but it wasn't there last week. Mm. Yep. It's like once it's happened, it wasn't there yesterday. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, tight. Um, I think in a five hundred square meter field, we have roughly three hundred and something low three hundreds linear meters of walls. Yep. Um, at capacity, I think we have roughly five corners per player on field. Nice. So it's, I, there's a little bit of sort of back of the head formula. Yeah. Try and stick with, try and keep it tight. I, I do something very loose, but um, similar with mill sims, I try and have no more than one player per acre. Yep. Um, and that's just a personal thing. Yeah. But yeah, you come up with these weird numbers and then you stick to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So do you do all the designs or do people come to you and go... Have you thought about this? Uh, we always listen because um, everyone comes up with good ideas. Mm. Um, whether or not we implement them, safety, other bits and pieces. We've been asked to do like door breaching things, um, which we don't because I can see someone bug splattering a kid on the other side no matter how many warning stripes you paint about don't stand there. Yep. Um, but otherwise it's our ref team, Rachel and I. So... Mm. Nice. We try to give the players what they want. So if they do come to us with a, a good idea, we will try to implement it. Do you ever try um, computer game maps like a Rust or a this or a that? Or does it not work in the space you've got? We looked at it initially um, and I mapped out a very rudimentary version in a CAD program. It broke the immersion of gel blasters. Yeah. For the distance, so 20 by 25 metres basically, for the distance, there was too much open space mm-hmm. and it sort of got to which team could race two or three people to... The cover um, in the middle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like, for us, one of the first ones we looked at was COD shipment. Yep. Um, yeah. Too much open ground. space. Yeah. Yep. We could have fitted it. It nearly was the perfect shape and size. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dead space, no one was going to occupy. Whereas we've got more corridors. We've got a miniature cubicle farm, like office block yep. style. We've yep. got stuff that folds back on itself that we've watched people go in, get turned around and come back out the same entrance. And <laughs> then they look and realise what they've oh, done. Oh, shit, I've cleared that. Yep. Do you whack furniture in there as well? No. We do have... It's a double-edged sword. Yes. Uh, we do have barrels. Yep. 44s. Um, and we do have the trim cast cases. I think, what have we got? 60 of those in there or something? Yeah, I can't keep count. They come um, and go. Yeah, part, <laughs> of my, part of one of my other businesses was I bought and sold stuff from the Army Tender Auctions. Yep. Um, so I stored it in the field. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but no, we, we looked at furniture. Um, we never go full dark on the field. We do have pretty good light control. Yep. Uh, but it was someone goes around doesn't look down, somebody else wants to flip the furniture sideways to use it as mm-hmm. a, a bunker or something. We looked at encouraging that at one stage, basically building some tables to a very specific size so people had the option to flip them. Tested it with refs and a couple of closed sessions and just... Felt wrong. I could see more issue than we yeah. gained. It's up there with me with um, riot shields. They're one of those things that some people just are, yeah, nah, yeah, oh, I want to play with the right shield. And everyone else is like, 
I hate riot shields. So we allow riot shields mm. on the grounds that you are using melee or a pistol. Mm-hmm. And that it is not considered a blind fire if someone walks up to you and points just their blaster over the top of your shield <laughs> because they like have that. full awareness that there is a person behind that shield. Mm-hmm. Um, it's against all of my blind fire rules. <laughs> um, but we have uh, one of the gents from our uh, the Noosa crew, one of yep. our groups, he runs a riot shield and a Beretta. He's just got himself a, what is it, the Mac 11, Enwell's yep. Mac 11, <laughs> uh, on semi. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he loves it. He runs around. Um, that crew make use of him as yep. tactics with it. So, mm. um, One of the refs at Hardcore um, that used to play years and years ago, he, he was known for having a riot shield at every opportunity. And there's yeah. another guy here that runs around with a LARP sword and no blaster. Nice. Like, I'm not allowed the riot shield anymore. Yeah, because you know, it's, it's not a riot shield for you. It's a tower shield. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because she shoulder charges people with it. No. Oh, be- maybe. <laughs> because for you and I, the riot shield covers shoulders to knees. Mm-hmm. For Rachel, the riot shield covers the whole floor to head. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, I, yeah, I have joked about I want to take a riot shield to one of the millsofts or something and strap mm-hmm. it on my back like the old cavalry warrior. Come down on Sunday. But um, <laughs> so early. <laughs> I really want to, but I, I am not a morning person. We've got this thing called accommodation. <laughs> but you'd still start early. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go to bed, then it's not so early. True. So, yeah. This I could do. The general, the general joke with us is, um, which is the afternoon shift. No, no, no. Both. <laughs> I'm self-employed outside of Urban. Um, Rach is full-time job elsewhere. So both of us sort of gravitate to all my clients for my day job. Don't expect to see me before 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can be at the field from finishing anywhere from 10 to midnight. Yeah. So we both gravitate towards the other end of the fi- other <laughs> end of the day. Yeah. <sighs> hey, I'm, I'm a night owl. I hate mornings. People don't believe me, but I hate them. With time and attempt, I can do them, but there has to be a good reason, like an AGBL or a look, Nationals. Look, I was or in the <laughs> Army for a million years, and you, uh, five o'clock start, four yep. o'clock start, three o'clock start. You know, oh, look. And then yeah. you get there and hurry up and wait for two hours. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That. <laughs> I even didn't want to watch for 12 years. I saw enough of that years. growing up. Would not do it now. You're from a military family? Yeah, I am. Do you want to talk about it or not? Oh, no. You don't have to. They were military. I wasn't. It got chipped around all over the world and <laughs> ended up here. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Got to ask, is there a little accent in there? There is. There so is. it was the American military. Mm-hmm. So came. Were you born in the States? I was. Yeah. Uh, didn't spend much time there. Mm-hmm. So don't have a, a very thick no. Nixon no, accent. It's, it's just hiding in the background. It is. But, um, yeah, moved here when I was... 18, came on holiday, never left. Australia does it to you. Hmm. Cool. So, um, you did Parabellum. I did. Yep. So, what are are your thoughts on Parabellum? Let's hear it. I even wrote up half a response to your survey and then my computer shut down and I never got back to it. (laughs) The survey results were so ruined. A couple of the... My staff got in there and responded to the survey being funny buggers, uh, but they didn't understand everything's anonymity, so I couldn't yep, see who'd yep. done. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. If 
put your name to the bottom of the jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had fun. So I only went up with one other guy from the um, Milsim group that I play with. Mm-hmm. Um, we went up just something different, try it out, and we generally had fun. Um, it was interesting. So I come from a hiking background, hunting background. Most of my hunting partners have been ex-services or current mm-hmm. serving. Um, some of my... I tried out for the military years ago and medical reasons I was not going to get in, so I just wrote it off, wasn't going to happen. Yep. But still held the interest with friends of mine and took advice and guidance off them on how to pack certain things for hunting and bits and pieces. So I turned up to Parabellum and it's like, okay, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, whether I'm going to go three litres or five litres of water, whether I'm going to go this, that and everything else. Watching some of the other guys there basically turned up with a duffel bag full of kit to put together. Um, just, yeah, okay. Do you okay. really need that machete? <laughs> so, and that shovel. I mean, fair call. Um, one of my best mates, um, uh, ex-infantry, passed away a few years back. And he used to give me curry because as a hiker and a hunter, two is one, one is none. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, no, no, no. And once or twice I proved him wrong and he just like, yeah, but the six other times that you've carried all that extra <laughs> junk for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so getting more and more into a group of people where we carry stuff is getting me more and more into that. Mm-hmm. You've got one, I've got one. If mine breaks, I can borrow yours. Yeah, because mm. it changes as strong as its weakest yeah. link. I give him lots of curry as well because he keeps trying to pack all this extra stuff. And but I this go, should be really handy. It's awesome when you use this thing once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but what I enjoy doing is pack camping. So I've got to carry everything with me to go camp and then carry it all back. Mm-hmm. I'm not carrying anything I don't need. Yep. And I'm getting the extra light stuff and if it's not fitting in one tiny pack, don't need it. I'll yep. manage without it. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I mean, we, we had fun. The... Uh, storylines pushing everyone around backwards and forwards past um talked to ben before and he's like he's talking about what he helps out like what he does with wounded heroes i'm like no you're not you're the black market here and he's like what oh yeah parabellum it's <laughs> <laughs> completely out of left field for the poor black yeah and he's like what <laughs> so he's like I, I without that irish accent you can't tell he's like i should maybe recognize you might like, no, i was one of like 50 people sitting there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he had a porch full of people so but, um, yeah, um, I didn't think we pushed or moved too hard or too fast for me as Parabellum was my second Milsim. Uh-huh. Um, but the amount of people that quite literally died after dinner yep. and at dinner went to just the CQB skirmishes, not to a managed uh. game... I could just see it was lots of people came here, hadn't thought of fitness, hadn't thought of food and water, hadn't thought of a lot of small stuff. Yep. And then uh, I'll go down there, I'll go through a mag, and then that's it. I'm not I'm not going back down to the CQB field. I'll, I'll go sit in the foreign chat or go do, yep. which, and that's fine. Yep. Um, Unfortunately, there's no way for people to learn without having an experience to learn from. Yes. <laughs> you can say the words, you can write the rules, you can say you need to do these things, but until they do it and then go, hmm, 
Maybe I should have done that. Well, Tempest being the other end of the spectrum in terms of length and difficulty and um, they obviously they opened up. So Parabellum was Susan River, Tempest was Susan River. Um, they obviously opened up a lot more, a lot wider area for us uh-huh. uh, at Tempest, I should say. Um, I can't definitively confirm. Kermit was on Plam, the other side. Uh-huh. We did hear rumours that a couple of guys had rocked up with their blasters, their grenades, their speed loaders, their magazines, a $20 Anaconda sleeping bag, a couple of bottles of water and a couple of like king-size bags of trail mix as their 48-hour wow. everything. Can't say I've heard, but I'm yet to do a podcast with Morkai to see how it went yeah. from his perspective. That may be hyperbole on just people not... Um, I mean, I took out half a rat pack and like six or eight backcountry meals and bags of premixed fruit nut, Alan snakes, like all yep. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even Rachel on my food land, she's like, you're not going to need that. <laughs> Watch I, me. I think <laughs> no, I brought no. back, yeah, I brought back one backcountry meal, one tuna pack. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you always pack extra food and I never go through it because I just, you, when I hike, I just keep going. Walk, eat once a day. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds like the army. That's no fun at all. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so I think Parabellum was good in that it taught people. <laughs> it did, I wouldn't say break people, other than Jake. Showed some people their limits. <laughs> um, showed people their I, limits. I do need to properly meet Jake. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'll be here in about half an hour. Um, it did show people their limits. Um, the one thing that I probably wanted to put back for Parabellum is trying to get, and I, it's it's difficult in groups, but trying to get some of the people to sit down afterwards with some of those people that was like uh, that carried out. Uh, I saw a guy carry out was a car or Leanfield, one of the mm. two gas blasters. Yeah, there was um I just saw over two his shoulder is his, is his number three blaster or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- I think he did have a small primary, and that was his secondary technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if he actually shot that. Or if he just ran the other SMG that was his. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've got the car that Simon restored for me and it was it's really nice. And I seriously considered bringing it, but I am not carrying that thing up a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a lot of people um, are very big on metal blasters and how cool it feels and they play speedy games and casual games and whatnot. And then they go to a mill sim and they go, I want my Gen 8. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's fine, like... It is not for everyone to carry five or six kilos in their hand all day. It is very unusual for a civilian to carry something in their hands all day like that. Rach and I have opposing opinions on this for a couple of reasons. Um, I carry a Azrael's Armoury Falcor Blitz. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how heavy it is. I know it's. I know the guys say it's heavier than the Azrael's AKs mm-hmm. because it's all milled instead of folded. Um, and I'm comfy with it. I don't mind. But then again, I've hunted, done other stuff like still, that. Yeah. Carried real still. Weight's the same. Rach has a difference of opinion on metal blasters. So I shoot as well. So don't hunt, but I do shoot competitively. Um, some of the places mm. I've gone camping, I've had to carry something for feral dogs, pigs, mm-hmm. whatnot. So comfy with carrying them. Mm-hmm. But... I am also 
a little bit shorter. Yep. <laughs> I have a CZ Scout as mm-hmm. my primary. Tiny I was, 22. I was going to say a Bruno, but <laughs> CZ will do. But yeah, it's, it's tiny. It's heavy. Some of the blasters coming out now are about the same weight. I don't want to get used to to treating blasters the same as I treat my real steel. So there it is. How fair are we? Fucking big. <laughs> I did it. Sorry. It's like, what was so good. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't want to um, pick up the bad habits of like what I do with gel ball is very different oh. to what I need to do with real oh. steel. So I, I don't so want to blaster. Some days, I tell you. It's it's painful sometimes and oh. it's so twitchy. Like I've in our field, I've nearly punched a few people. I just have to take a walk. You Jim, point that you're to up. get me over. <laughs> yeah, we generally try and encourage muzzle awareness. Muzzle awareness. <laughs> I also get their toys. Yeah. I also get that with a mag out, you can still have a gel in the in the T piece, yeah. and that's only the one that means I'm calling an ambulance for someone to go get an eye checked out. So. I think as a general rule, players are quite good with muzzle awareness for the most part. You reckon? Ours aren't too bad. You're lucky. but I think <laughs> ours aren't too bad because... Maybe you've trained them well. I might be a little bit scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we've encouraged without trying to be onerous or being massive with beating them with a stick. Uh, and yes, they are toys, but they are toys that will still hurt. Same mm. as a, you know... Dirt bike or uh, yep. anything else. Has consequences. Yeah. Um, we are, you're never going to get perf- perfection with a toy. Mm. Uh, I use my gel blasters, muzzle awareness and stuff in the same manner that I would a real steel firearm. Mm. So for me, if, it's, if I'm not in the field, it's down, it's up. Mm. So I don't, yeah, my muscle memory difference doesn't isn't there because I treat them all the same. Yep. Mm. So after Tempest you did another Toowoomba Yeah so, so I did K5, Parabellum, Tempest And then last night was Juliet Juliet. So what do you think of my idea of the, fla- the ice cream flavour analogy? I completely agree with it um, I have never been a podcast person in the past mm-hmm. You've got me hooked on listening to a couple of other podcasts <laughs> So, Darknet Diaries. <laughs> Get um, on it. I, the main ones I listen to at the moment uh, is yours and ASAP, another serious airsoft podcast. Yep. I keep telling people because they're talking about, be it Fields, be it Milsims, be it anything, these guys do this, these guys do that. How is that different? I'm like, ASAP. Talk about problems that you guys are talking about in your first and second year. Mm-hmm. They're still talking about and questioning the same things. Mm. I think one. I'm I'm only about a quarter of the way into their podcast, but I think one they were talking about the events like number seventeen or eighteen. So it's year seventeen or eighteen mm. for an airsoft event, and they're still trying to fix, figure, sort the same issues that all you guys are just running into for the first time and second time. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where I heard it, but it sort of resonated in my head. You guys, uh, sorry, you guys, Parabellum is a Millsoft. It's an introductory, 
It's made for the people that want a storyline, some interaction, some role play, some shooty shooty, and then come back, have a campfire, and chat. Uh, Jace Toowoomba is hardcore crash people into each other, give people opposing objectives, get people running around chasing other people consistently. He yep. is all about direct action missions, yep. in my opinion. Uh, and Tempest being Morkai's, I think that was the first one that they've run as the it's current management. No, it's the second one. Second one, yep. Okay, uh, so first one I've been to. They seem to be sort of serialised cutscene style. We were getting... Missions, go here, do this, come back, find some information, get a tick off, get some points, get some um, resources back, Mm -hmm. and then do it again. Mm -hmm. And we got lots of those. Um, My only... I'm not going to say negative, because I don't think it was a negative, because they put a lot of effort in, but my only comment... Yeah, they put a lot of effort in. Yeah, my only comment uh, on my involvement with playing at Tempest was there was a couple of objectives we were given. We were certain that we were going to go up against Bluefall mm-hmm. and we turned up to find that we were up against the cartel, which was admin. Yeah. Um, we pulled back expecting that we were going to find that that was done because they'd pushed Bluefall into an ambush position to, on our retreat mm-hmm. and they hadn't because Blue 4 had at the same time been given another objective somewhere else to go and achieve something specific or recover something right. specific. Yeah. So... So it wasn't a contested objective no. that you both sort of had one side to the coin each? No. Um, the group that I play with are really switched on. We have a really good leadership group, very loose in terms of command structure... Um, but if you know each other well, you can do that. Yes. And there's the guys know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, and regardless of the size of the ego that any of the guys in that group have, no one has a dumb idea. Yep. If you've got an idea, throw it out. If it's not wrong... Um, we'll hear it. That yeah, we'll hear it. And if it is wrong, it's not just nah, shoot you down. Some of the other guys who've been doing this longer, uh, and we've got some of the guys from OZ One in the group that I run with, um, will actually say to you, "Hey, we're not going to do that, and this is why." Mm. So it raises the group IQ in understanding what to do. Yep. Um. So yeah, that was. That was probably my only thing, was there was no clashed objectives. There was no point, both of us, you know, you guys need to save this, you guys need to destroy this, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, not saying that wrong or right, because what they did, I think, worked and worked out well. Yep. Um, just a couple of times we were certain we were about to be purposely run down the throat of Blue 4. Yep. Turned up to fight Cartel. Yep. So, um, that being said... Uh, sorry, Blue Four did suffer a lot more attrition than we did. <laughs> yeah, I've only heard stories, but they lost half their number in a short window. Yeah, so I believe one of the earlier podcasts, Kermit had said they started with twenty three and finished with eleven. Um, 
I don't recall the exact number of no-doffs, but we had, I think it was at least two a day. Mm-hmm. Um, we had two voluntarily withdraw on Saturday morning because one of them was still recovering from a bout of meningitis and the other wow. one was his... They both come in the same car. Yeah. So we went from 23 to 21. Blue 4 went from 23 to 11, according to what I heard on... Yeah, that's certainly going to feel so admins and to change the plan. Yeah, yeah. So, because um, we hadn't... I can't recall the exact reasoning. We decided not to go down and hit their base. We'd gone and located their base Friday night. Decided not to hit it Friday night because... I think that had a couple of no-duffs in a row when we just went, let's just... Give them a break. Yep. These guys... Uh, team I was with playing up four, they play well together and if they hit, they do yeah. <laughs> nasty things. And so we just said, let's give them a break. We actually want to encourage more people. If, if you destroy someone's game in the first 12 hours mm. and they've got a crappy feeling, crappy taste in their mouth for the rest of the weekend, yeah. how is that actually advancing people enjoying? So I, Yeah, look, I've certainly had games that I've run over the past couple of years where entire teams have walked out overnight and not even told yeah. admin that they're leaving they're that angry or upset or unhappy or whatever else you just go oh okay so and then Saturday night we were planning to do um, a couple of raids simultaneously on a few different things to sort of stir the hornet's nest uh, and then something somehow got info passed down from admin that they were down to... I don't know if they were down to 11 by Saturday night or if they're down to 15 or significantly reduced numbers. Mm. Our leadership went down to find that they thought we were avoiding them and had actually laid glow stick arrows into their camp in the with the intent of trying to ambush us in their own camp. <laughs> so it was a bit of an interesting standoff there. Yep. Um, I've got a couple of thermal pictures because one of the guys... so. Yeah, um, I was carrying thermals. Um, one of the other guys crept down and we got a really good thermal of their base from about 500 metres out. Yeah. Um, and basically called a ceasefire on them that night. Just said, yeah, we know you guys have lost a few people. We don't want to feel like we're kicking you in the nuts because of it. Yep. So we're not going to attack you tonight. And then the rain hit for a little bit and then the mozzies just absolutely pillaged us. Oh, God, I love the mozzies at Susan River. <laughs> ask, ask Ben about them. Uh, we now have a guy who his call sign is Mozzie. <laughs> took the shirt off, and uh, I've seen chicken pox with less strawberries with less spots than he had. Yeah, so I think I've always been lucky. They just sit and buzz me and annoy the shit out of me, but they don't generally bite me. Try to land in your ears, and <laughs> mm. so are you going to go to a meal sim after having a little crack at one? I will consider the possibility. <laughs> <laughs> what what puts you off? Not real skill. I can't Go on, Rach. Be honest. What puts you off? I'm a little bit sensitive. Rachel's got an awesome nose. And some mill simmers <laughs> need to learn to dip their stuff in oh, it. Oh, yeah. 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 So you see, if you can soak some your gels, you yeah. can soak your kit in some laundry soap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being that close to some of them is hard. Look, I, I've been 
in the military and you're out bush for months on end and you, you take that on the chin, you go, all right, I'm getting a bit woofy. I can't really wash these except in like a, my cup's canteen almost. But mill salmons have no excuse. No, they don't. And they're just not washing. Mm. Like yeah, if you're out bush for a couple of weeks, yeah, I get it. You're going to come back and you're going to... But it's one goddamn night. <laughs> How do you... But the question <laughs> is... Like the start of the event. Not even at the end of the event. Mm. It's the start of the event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're out bush for a couple of weeks doing an uh, a, um, exercise. You came back. Did you throw everything into the cupboard and then throw it straight back on next exercise? Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, no. I got hosed on the front lawn by my missus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Stay there, you're not even bringing that in the garage. I, I understand that most of the guys out there may not have missus, but just for me, please, please wash your kit. It's <laughs> <laughs> had a little laughter break because we've got an audience here in the podcast booth now. Hello, PJ. Hi. No one can hear PJ, but he's saying hi. I'm grinning with that grin that he's got. So, yes, um... I've been trying to encourage Rach to do meal sims. So um, if we have meal sauce where they have to have a shower before they start. <laughs> yes, I make up. Do like a sniper school <laughs> thing. Just get everyone has to crawl through the creek first. <laughs> I know, I know, insurance. Yeah. No, 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 we'll get a fire truck. Uh, Just hose everyone down. Get You're the fire start truck, I'll come. <laughs> it's like bayonet training. We make people jump in the water because then you're covered in water and it's, it's really hard. Yep. So we should do that in a Milsim. Go, all right, I know it's a nice day. Oh, PJ, turn that off. Oh, my God. People visit to, like, listen to your podcast and then they interrupt. <laughs> so, mm. but yeah. What's your thought on the flavours of Milsim? I think there's a variety for different people and they should sort of stick with what they're comfy with. Mm. Um got to have something for everyone like we've got the indoor field and we are very specific in what we do it's a little bit different to everybody else i think each milsim is going to be a little bit different to the other one and yep. some guys want the the full hardcore no breaks go for three days and some sure. people want to sleep comfortably yes i would probably want to sleep comfortably oh you would just tell me you're a pack girl <laughs> carry it all in carry it all out at some now point, you want I'd a like comfy to, bed? No, at some point I'm just like to put up my tent and you know have a couple hours of sleep, yep. undisturbed, <laughs> and then think of going. But. So I'm going to segue totally something different here. I want to say thank you to you two guys. Thank you. What are we doing now? Patreon. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you want? You are one of our limited supported industry mm. ambassadors. I suppose we'd call it. Look, it's, it's really complicated sponsoring people. I've, I've it been is. at it for a long time and there's very few people that I'll sponsor. And it's not because I don't like them or anything else. It's just the politics of us versus them and that tribalism that people have naturally. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we've had that with a few of the teams um, that could be they sponsored elsewhere mm. don't really want to have much to do with us and that's, that's fine. Yep. Um, for us, we are here to support any team, yep. all players in general. Yep. We don't discriminate. We don't pick on anyone. We just want everybody to play, get along, have fun. Look, there's a bunch of people that are really confused why I support the national titles and why I've devoted five staff to it all week from my own personal company. And they're like, "What? why? Because I want to see the industry grow. 
And the only way to do that is to foster new stuff. Exactly. Um, like we've got five teams at the moment that so it's, yeah, tend to refer to our field as their home field. How do we pick which one to sponsor? Mm. I can't afford to sponsor all of them. Mm. So Just give so me a couple I'll, of patches I'll, and so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll sponsor the industry. Make yeah. it grow. Get more people. We've sort of gone about it the other way and... I suppose when we... So we've bootstrapped everything ourselves. We don't have any investors. We don't have any... It's just... Um, yeah, so I guess we probably should say a little bit about where we come from and why we do this. Well, I was going to say... Do you want to do that mm. second? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anything, any money going in and out. Um, Rach and I don't take a wage from Urban. Uh, we have two staff that are... They're not... But two staff that are basically our full-time refs, yep. and they are both paid yep. every hour that they're there. Um, when we started, we looked at and played with uh, played at different fields and looked at the fields that operated on the half-volunteer ref, half-paid ref, all-volunteers ref, all-paid ref. We decided that we wanted, if you were working there, you were getting paid mm-hmm. so that one of us could tell you off if you did something wrong or if you let your mate get away with something. Yep. And that extended from there to we've had a couple of teams start up around us. We've had uh, Midnight Kendo, Eat My Gels, Mystical Casuals, Pink Hats. Um, I don't know if SB4K started up around us, but they call us their home field. Who am I missing? They'll tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get them. I'll have missed someone. Um, I, I edited that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a squad who don't compete anywhere, but they're just a group that come and book privates once every yep. private session once every month or two because they really just enjoy playing with their own closed group. Yeah. Um, and we've had different questions for sponsorship, and we sort of went: if we give it to one, then there's the politics. There's they get to play more there. They get to. Mm or practice there, so any comp, anything that we do, they've got an advantage. They got an advantage. So we've gone about it the other way and we've said any team that approaches us, we have a particular thing, you can rent the field at a team rate, yep. do what you want there. That's it. That's our every team. That's what we give back. We have uh, we're tentatively dipping our toe into um, organizing and offering patches to teams. Uh, it is a larger volume and there's some paperwork and stuff with it so that we're allowed to sell some of them as well. Uh-huh. Um, but same thing. You guys, it's like a team doesn't want to go to Pakistan and get 300 patches for however many cents per patch and then find the other 6,000 that they made on AliExpress or Alibaba or something. Yeah. So we're just trialling that with a team that approached us now. Um, and then past that, we picked a couple of people who were industry ambassadors. So yourself on Patreon, um, Lo Guido, we buy a coffee every now and then. He just throws so much info out for people, and we've relied on his in- we've relied mm. on his videos so. in our insurance submissions. Yeah, as to someone that's done it all on a video. Here, this is how to understand because when we first got insurance, they were like paintball, right? No job. That's just paintball, right? No. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and Kamikaze. We yeah. bought Kamikaze some equipment um, just to help him get some videos and other stuff up and running. Yep. So, cool. Yeah. How do you keep him from swearing? 
I want to know because when he comes on my podcast, he makes me blush. Um, <laughs> don't get him talking about politics, players, uh, or anything brands. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, so this is why teams the face of the of business anyway, because yeah, I don't have much of a filter and I probably swear a little bit too much. We should have beers together then. Definitely, that'd be funny. <laughs> no rum. <laughs> Anzac Day, plenty of rum then. Speaking of which, there's a new rum-flavoured coffee that um, I can't talk about yet, but it's getting launched and um, it's veteran-owned and operated. Oh, nice. That's going to confuse you, Rach, because you love coffee and hate rum. Yeah. <sighs> kind of a nightmare. Well, you are an Australian. Well, you might be even by now. She but doesn't <laughs> hate rum. She gets really punchy on rum. Oh. <laughs> That's it. We're getting pissed. No. So, probably, yeah, Drink probably should... Give a little bit of background because people are going to start wondering <laughs> what the heck's going on between us. <laughs> Everyone does. All right, so <laughs> I'll, I'll put it out there for the people at home. Are you guys a couple or are you partners in business or both? We are not a couple. Okay. We <laughs> are you, best friends. Are you related? No. <laughs> um, platonic, totally platonic. Totally platonic. We are best friends that took a stab at one business, now own three businesses and a property together. <laughs> Which confuses people because... You own property with her and you're not... Yep. What? Yep. Yep. That property property makes things easier. With two houses on it. Yeah. (laughs) So she lives in one, I live in the other. Mm -hmm. But Rachel's house is a tiny house, so she regularly comes to use my kitchen and my bar and... It's so cute. And I'm tiny, so it fits. Looks like a massive house for me. (laughs) So yeah, multiple couple of shipping containers in a tiny house. Um, and I live in the main house, but yeah, it, the tiny house has a kitchenette, not a kitchen, and a full lounge room and Rachel's office and stuff. So we, and the, we the share bar's most like really of it. tiny. There's like four <coughs> places for wine bottles, and that's it. And I don't drink wine, so mm. I you know, got to go to the neighbor's house to get a his bar. Two shelves in my pantry. That's my bar because <laughs> I really I enjoy sampling stuff. I don't drink a lot. I just enjoy sampling a lot of stuff. So you have no impulse control. Yeah, one's not enough, and a million's not too many. So I just have one. Yeah. And then stop. Yep. Well, I try to anyway. But yes, so no, it confuses everyone because we are best friends and we're always talking, covering, chasing stuff for each other, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, but you, I thought you didn't live together. We don't. But she got, she asked if you wanted groceries on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. um, so yes, yeah, one of a couple of businesses we own and... Just decided we wanted to. We initially looked at an outdoor field. Um, Zoning. Oh. Yeah, and Sunshine Coast Council's different again to yeah. everywhere else. Um, and then looked at indoor field. I knew our landlords from other ventures. Mm-hmm. Um, Toby and Kathy at Hardcore, I think, officially beat us open by two weeks, four mm-hmm. weeks can't remember which either way that it was a couple of weeks difference um because yeah we thought we were in line to be the first and then suddenly saw something pop up opening it's <laughs> like so we're like no we're like two weeks away <laughs> so yeah um but yeah just try well, something here's a little story for you and a long long time ago um kathy and toby used to come out here with a gazebo and sell their wares from blaster supplies at the field nice 
<laughs> so we've known him for quite some time. Yeah, we're only just now setting up a shop, so we've got a bit more time and a bit more funds, but yeah, mm-hmm. trying to bootstrap it ourselves. Look, it's not a lot. It's nice to have a shop at a field, but it's also such a distraction. Mm. Um. For us, it represents a little bit of income because we're indoors. Um, and I, I suppose Donnybrook being the outdoor field that I've played at the most, uh-huh. Donnybrook can run whether they have 50 people or 200 people. Yeah. We have a cap just based on if I put more than a certain number of people on that field... People won't be happy. People won't be happy. They're either not going to move, they're going to start trying to get in people's faces, etc., mm. cetera, etc. Cetera. So the shop for us represents an additional Income revenue stream. stream. And... As such, we've tried to position it. We have other shops around us. Uh-huh. Um, we've got M4 in Nambour and M4 in Calandra that we get a lot of support from. Um, sent, they send a lot of players our way. So we tried to position ourselves as someone that holds more premium parts. Uh-huh. Um, I have a lot of the Prometheus Lalac stuff. Yep. Um, I've got the M, we've got the MK gearboxes. Um, little birdie says I might have some LK58s in a couple of weeks. Um, we've got a few APS blasters, some gas. Um, uh-huh. I've got a good solid supply of CO2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've tried to position ourselves. Did oh, you just get a, another new box? Yes, sorry. We've just got our first shipment from Aztec Innovations uh-huh. of the Azrael's Armoury stuff. So yep. I think we're the first retailer on the coast. It's got their first release of stuff that they're um, they're making and bringing in. So yep. obviously everyone's seen and gone mad over the tappetless nozzle, the Apache tappetless nozzle. Yeah, look, Airsoft um, has done this, and if it was like, like my fear is that why isn't Airsoft totally proliferated by it? If it's fantastic, why isn't it? Where's the uptake in airsoft? So I can't, I can't obviously speak for them. Mm. I have personally chatted to Marty. Um, they have done some stuff different yep. to the existing ones in airsoft that have been tried. Yep. I don't know the details. I couldn't sit down and... But Marty said they were aware of the existing tapetless. Yep. They have done a lot of R&D to do something different and nail some of the problems that all of those ones had. Mm-hmm. So obviously... We've seen their videos. Everyone will wait for it. Um, but with all the muzzle tech hop-ups, I've been absolutely blown away by their performance and their tunability and everything yep. else. Um, so, yeah, we're really happy getting the Aztec stuff in. Um, what do we get? Gears, triggers, oil, hop-ups, a few other bits and pieces. So, But, yeah, yep. so we've tried to get... the We've tried to keep a stock of the premium. We keep... Um, uh, a lot of them, a lot more metal blasters, mm-hmm. um, stuff that some of the other shops around just wouldn't stock. Like um, the XM177? Uh, I believe we looked at those as well. <laughs> Soon? <laughs> Soon? Yeah. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, so that's our yep. positioning. Cool. Try and get... Uh, we have a tech on site that does limited work, uh-huh. but by our own admission, we don't do enough work to build Gucci builds, high-speed builds. It's not our forte. We haven't pulled apart and broken enough. Yep. 
Uh, have and you our got tech, a rental fleet of plasters? We do. That's a great way for a tech to cut their teeth. Um, so we have... I can't G- think of a better way, actually. We have G36s. The old Wells ones or the... Uh, the clear Wells ones, yeah. yep. And vectors. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had, I think it was a V2 G36 with the mechanical magazine. Yep. As my first or second blaster, and I still use it on the field sometimes because it's just accurate and it just keeps pew pewing away. Yep. I've got some magazines you can have then because <laughs> I used to run them in the rental fleet myself. <laughs> Our importer, when we opened the field, sent us 20 V3 G36s with the electric ma- um, mags, one mag each, and the additional three mags that we got for all of them. Mechanical. Uh, mechanical. <laughs> so if anybody needs mechanical mags for not G36... So you know they I'm all click us. together. Yeah. Somewhere there's a photo of us walking around <laughs> with about 15 of them all clicked together yeah. attached to one G36. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, and vectors because... People love them. Rach is a little bit of a vector fangirl. No, a little bit. I have mine and it is fantastic. Have you seen Tony Moran's one? No. I'll show you that before you leave. Everyone that fires that goes, build me that. Yeah, I haven't touched mine. Rachel's, I haven't needed to. We think Rachel's was built Monday morning just after Smoker. Uh, you know that sweet yeah, spot? Yeah, I know the one. Yep. yep. So hers is always done about Straight FPS. after Spring Festival. Yep. <laughs> um, hers is about 40 FPS more than any that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just, accurate. Yep. Just everybody wants to touch it, put a hop up on it, do other stuff. Don't upgrade the motor and say, do it. not touch yeah. it. <laughs> no. yeah. So mine's been, I've got I've got one as well. Mine's been well flogged out and it's now throwing lots of sparks out the motor so I probably <laughs> need to do some tweaking on it. Yeah, well, um, bought at the same time. Same yeah. batch, his and mine. Mine's Fun fact, great. Uh, when Dan was moving out of his garage into his first warehouse at Caboolture, uh, I had a mate of mine who lived in Castledine, mm-hmm. duck around and buy three of them off him because they were the last three and he threw a post up on his Facebook page and said, yep. I've got like five left here at this run out price. Whoever gets <laughs> them, gets them. <laughs> so we got three. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's one of those is Rachel's yep. well before we opened anything, did anything. So I'll tell uh, you I've a story about that after like the them. podcast. Remind me. Because <laughs> so. I've got a story about that day. But it's not for the public. You're fickle. <laughs> so, but yeah, so no, that's our rental fleet. Um, and Slav, our technician, services those. But we just, he can, uh, we we do, if you want to go from 18 to 1 cast gears to 18 to 1 SHS or um, big R gears or BJX or anything like that, sure. Um, but we just don't have the expertise to do big fancy stuff. So we do it. For ourselves, yep. And I've bought and broken so many parts for us to learn stuff, and that's yep. fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's guys that work on race cars, and there's guys that service your everyday driver. Yeah. Um. So that's where we've positioned ourselves for that. Well, the beauty is with the techs that I've got. One used to work on race cars. Yep. And he's got that same ethos in yep. working on blasters, and the other guy came from the hobby world so watching them work together it's really interesting watching the dynamics yep and they love each other because they challenge each other and have different approaches nice that's good it's good so but yeah so that's um past that 
Um, we the performance parts that we have, we have quite a few players who build their own stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we basically said, well, we're going to get somewhere that, that people want. can walk in, not have to wait two or three days shipping because mm. something broke, cracked, whatever. We try where we can for people to walk in and go, hey, I've just got a new blaster or my gearbox is finally just throwing the back out or the side out or the something. Mm. I want a new one, but I want something stronger again. Cool. Yeah. Well, I've got... MK Tactical, I've got Prometheus, I've got him. So hopefully I'll have some Scythe gearboxes from Aztec mm-hmm. soon. Um, yeah. Somewhere they can walk in on the coast. Nice. <clears throat> well, we've done, we've clocked over the hour. That was quick. <laughs> yeah, it gets away. When you listen to a podcast, it, it doesn't go as quick, but... so. And you've got a bloody big drive to get home. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we've, we're not too bad now because I think we've probably dodged most of the traffic. The Sunday traffic. the weekend. Mm. We'll be getting home after most of that. <laughs> <sighs> I've literally disabled the mail app, force quit it, and I'm still getting pings from mail. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, no, so some... Mm. I know we've been talking about trying to sit down and do a, a podcast for... Well, see, what I want to do now is say this isn't the whole podcast. I want to come up for you guys to do number two. Number two. Sounds good. So I want to save something for that. And look, I've got to get up there and play, but I need some shoes first. <laughs> There's a shoe story. All right, well, for those of you at home, I live here on site at Wounded Heroes and the op shop sort of encroaches on my room. Yep. So if, if I put my made-to-measure podiatrist-built boots outside to air for the night, they sometimes sell them for three dollars. Uh, so I'm between shoes right now. <laughs> Pam's gonna kill me for telling the world that. But yeah, tractor doesn't have any footwear except sandals right now. <laughs> yes, and us being in indoor field and yeah, it's really hard way. to play in sandals, no matter what yeah. field you're on, even yeah. your own field. Yes, I did go for a wander through the op shop and buy a few things. So you know, oh, good girl. I've added a little bit to the, the shoe recovery fund. <laughs> I'll, I'll get deviator. Help me pay for that. That's good. <laughs> All right, so let's not call it adieu. Let's call it a break. A break and let's make the good. next podcast you as well. And we'll do a two-parter and we'll go, all right, now we're back live. <laughs> so in a few seconds you're going to hear us saying, hey, oh, we're here at Urban Gel Ball. Gel Ball. And we'll do a two-parter, two-location script. I was going to say, if only it wasn't so hot up in the fort, we could almost do it. Fort on the field. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Coming into winter. Do it now. I was going to say, how do the mics go with fans? We might need to put some fans up there. <laughs> it doesn't like the air con, so yeah, yeah, okay. we'll work it out. <laughs> All right, so let's call it quits for now and um, get people on the road, get some of my staff home. Part one. and They'll be chomping at the bits to want to get out of here. They want to have a debrief with me. So um, let's, um, let's do this one. And magically, we're here at Urban Gel Ball. Bye, people. Bye. Bye.